It's time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You give us the takes. We provide you with the take on your take today on Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Friday. Happy Takes on Takes Day. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. It's November 10th. I'm going to be honest, I did not, I was unaware it was Veterans Day. Oh, man. Uh, well, my, I would have with that. <laughs> no, no, no preschool for my daughter. So I'm well aware. Oh um, yeah. Well aware. We, um, we, we had preschool closed last Friday for professional development for the teachers. Oh, okay. So, but they're going today. For, for, she, is, for, she is there today. Yeah. All right. All right. So there you go. Um, barn burn over game last night is everything you hoped it would be. Unless you like an idiot, pick the Panthers to win the football <laughs> game. Chicago short short week at home Thursday night football. Uh, thank goodness Carolina had the punt return for a touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been yeah. even more ugly. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a serious question? Yes, of course. What are we doing choosing to kick a fifty nine yard field goal? Is there a take on on Frank Reich's decision at the end of the game? There's where- no take on that. Um, I don't know. It's the NFL. Fifty nine yard field goals are made. Did you have better? You had to look at the other side of it. Did you think that they would convert a fourth and ten? What's your better chance, a fourth and ten or a fifty-nine yard field goal? Well, the I think the next gen stats or whatever win probability probably gave you a better chance of converting fourth down than kicking that field goal. I don't know, man. They converted a couple and of the whole fourth se- downs the whole previously, sequ- but it the was whole sequence was bad. The whole sequence was bad from like the timeout on. Was like, yo, dude, I, no, no, no joke. I didn't realize that they had timeouts left. So. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, like, I'm watching this drive with, like, five minutes. Start what, five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter? They wind up going for that fourth and inches and, like, all that. And, like, all of a sudden they call a timeout. It's timeout Carolina. I'm like, they have timeouts. I was very surprised to learn that. Mm-hmm. You, you would have thought the, the the plan of attack probably would have looked a little different had you known uh, that you had timeouts to use, right? Well, the good news is we we have more Bryce Young Carolina Panthers discussion here to get into because oh, our good. first couple of takes will be will be good. centered on them. So uh, thanks to everyone who participated. Really good slate of of stuff. And I, I said to Kyle, Kyle never knows what these are going to be. I I prepare it. And so Kyle's always blind. Uh, we had a good mix of football and some like off script stuff today. So let's have some fun here on a Friday. William says, if there was a redraft, you ready for this? Bryce Young would not be a first rounder, and. Will Levis would. So the Panthers would draft a new franchise quarterback before the Vikings. And part two is the Panthers will draft a new franchise quarterback before the Vikings, Raiders, or Packers. I think the more interesting part here to get into is 
If you put them all back in a pool, you, you know what you know today. You redo the draft next week. William is telling you that Will Levis is a first-rounder. Bryce Young is not. Are you Will Levis, that? based off the play that Will Levis has provided in his brief stint, I, I think he's a pick away has, to begin with, right? It, it has not been too big for him. Yeah. And I would agree that Will Levis would go in the first round, which I think he probably should have anyway. He was not my QB4. Um, Bryce Young predictively would the it, NFL pick Bryce Young in the first round if it was done again next week I, I think if you're going to not have an overreactive high integrity conversation about what Bryce Young is he was always going to be the most situation dependent player of these quarterbacks is that fair or not oh absolutely because of the style of play him not really being there's some anticipation throws on his tape, but there's also a lot of instances where he wanted to facilitate outside of structure and then hold the ball and extend plays with his legs as a player from a physical stature standpoint that you had concerns about that translatability and to go to Carolina where nobody can separate and the wide receiver core is bad. And we know that and the offensive lines regressed and it's a mess. I think you could get far enough down the pecking order in the first round where somebody would still feel like we have enough complementary pieces versus what we are projecting him to do well that he probably would still go in the first round. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think one additional layer that I want to add is now that we've seen, what, nine, ten games or whatever it's been, let's not pretend like... Bryce Young wasn't loved by a lot of people as a prospect. Now, we don't happen to be on that side of the conversation. But the backtracking, no, y'all loved him. Y'all loved him. Talked about the leadership. You talked about the improvisational skills. I heard he was Steph Curry. Like, let's not act like those takes weren't out there by a lot of people and that a lot of respectable people in this industry didn't have him as a top quarterback and didn't have questions and, you know, came back at people who did have questions and thought we were small-minded. Like, don't let's not do that. Let's not do that because there's a lot of receipts out there and, and I, everyone can be wrong. Like, I don't care if you're wrong. Like, I really don't. What was your process? What was your process like? And right. the process that would it, lead you to him being the best quarterback, I don't understand it. And to be dismissive or condescending or turn your nose or thumb your nose up at somebody who had good process and had logic behind their thought, that's where it's hard, right? That That's what I did that my first year, two years in. When I felt like I had to have an edge and and yeah. needed to to bring something extra to the table because I didn't have enough uh, self confidence just getting into the industry of my own stuff, my own evaluation, my own opinion. But yeah, as long as you're process oriented, it's okay to come to any opinion, and it doesn't really matter if people agree. And and I would love for disagreements to be met with curiosity. Mm -hmm. and genuine interest in discussion instead of what it so often becomes, yeah. which is dismissiveness and um, not nice things to say about somebody that doesn't agree with you on an opinion. Nick says, Bryce Young will be the most disappointing first-round quarterback of the last five years, not because of talent, oh. but because the front office and ownership has not shown any competence in terms of 
obtaining talent. He'll be the next DJ Moore CMC type player in terms of failed beginning to a career in Carolina just to get sent off to another franchise, ultimately setting the team back even further. Nick has a follow-up and said, there are no genuinely great barbecue restaurants in Charlotte proper. Noble Smoke is good, but too expensive. Max is disgusting. Midwood is inconsistent. It's a shame for a city that is in a state known for barbecue, but there are too many external influences for hole-in-the-wall, down-home, vinegar-smothered, smoked meat establishments. Um, Kyle, pull up the list of the last five years of quarterbacks. I got him. Let me comment on the barbecue thing. Yep, go ahead. Uh, I like Midwood Smokehouse. I've not found the inconsistency, but I think this is overall a good take where I don't really think of Charlotte as a great barbecue town. It just happens to be in a good barbecue state, and that's not the same thing. Lexington, which is like two, three hours north, that's where the barbecue is. You get out towards the uh, the eastern part of the state, that's where the good barbecue is. Like It's not Charlotte. So, like, yes, there's a difference between being a good state for barbecue but also being a good city within it. It's It's, it's not the same. What do you got here? Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So the the take was just first round quarterbacks. Five years, last five years, the most disappointing first round quarterbacks. Obviously, including this year's class because Bryce Young's in the pool for players. This one of the previous four. Here are the first round quarterbacks of the last five years. Yep. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Kenny Pickett, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey mm. Lance, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, mm. Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavaloa, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Dwayne Haskins. There's some contenders. Trey Lance, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson. Wilson. Zach Wilson for dude, Trey Lance started how many games and was gone with and was oh, invested man. with three first round picks. I, I just think yeah, that's Bryce Young's already done more. Bryce Young's already given more to his team than Trey Lance gave to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Especially while they both both traded up guys. Wow, that's bad. I'm out on the take. Yeah. All right. I see where you're going. But the the other part of the take is like that he'll go somewhere else and kind of have a career resurgence. DJ Moore and CMC were good players for the Panthers. Like what I mean. Right. Right. There's a reason that they got so much back for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know who would be like the redemption story that would be qualifying for this. I for the quarterback piece of it? Yeah. Well, I think it still needs to play out, right? We're still we're still in the point where like there's meat on but, the bone for some of those if, guys. But if he were to change teams and then be successful, Trey Lance is the one, right? Historically, expand it beyond five years. Oh, who's geez. who's a historical example of something like this? Of a quarterback that was a disaster that went somewhere and and wind up being a good player? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know, dude. Like Baker Mayfield's been like okay for right. Ryan Tannehill after seven years in Miami going to Tennessee and still being okay. Still being okay, but go getting into the playoffs and being yeah. the one seed in the playoffs. Uh, that's a can of worms, Kyle. That's a can of Sam, worms. Sam there. Bradford. <laughs> Yeah, like even you can't even say like Jared Goff. Jared Goff what took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Like I, right, like he he got it there first. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but they don't. They, it doesn't happen. Alex Alex Smith after eight years in San Francisco, right? And not playing the first three years because he was hurt. Like, yeah, it's interesting. All right, folks, we got a bunch more to get into here, but we need to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the funnest, most exciting, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is incredible. It's just you versus the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you do is you select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. does not take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. And when you win, the withdrawals are super quick. 
I love all these sports right now. I love them even more when I have a prize picks entry going into the games. It just makes it that much more fun. So go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Folks, we spent a lot of time together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits, and I'm thankful for the connection that we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little bit more personal. So whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend, thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Revatio prescriptions. So go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. So if you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a full year supply of any daily medication, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. More takes, more takes, more, takes. more, more takes. Here it is. More takes, more takes. You see, you got, look at the screen. More takes. I know. I know. I know oh, the, the toddlers. Man. All right. Uh, Scott says Kevin O'Connell deserves top three consideration for coach of the year winning without four of his top players. Let it play out, but sure. Right. Yeah. What's the, what's the final record going to be? Yeah. That's the thing about all the, all the awards. I love all the checkpoints and conversations, but like, we're halfway done. A lot of ball game left, and the most ball meaningful game ball left. game is left, right? And it was what stratosphere of coach of the year? He said top he, three. So it wasn't like three. runaway or anything like that. Is there one runaway right now? Like if the reward was handed out today, who gets it? I don't know. Sirianni's lost both coordinators and is the best record in the NFL and first time since like the Colts like a decade ago that started consecutive seasons eight and one. That's pretty good. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Made some big coaching staff changes. Yeah. Have overcome a few, I mean, injuries themselves. So Mm -hmm. yeah. O'Connell, Harbaugh, Sirianni. I think that's kind of where that the right Campbell collection of names, I think. Yeah. That's the, that's the ballpark there. Ballaholic82 says, I believe we'll see two teams that are currently in the top eight and one team that's currently in the top five miss the playoffs completely in the AFC. You got those standings? He says two teams that are currently in the top eight and one that's in the top five. Well, I'm thinking this is going to be true. Let's let's deal with the top five first. Okay, so the top five teams... I went to playoffpredictors.com and it didn't give me an up to date uh, set of standings. So, Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and who's leading the North? Uh, the Ravens. Ravens. So, who's five? I don't know. I have to. It's, it's my favorite website is betray, has right. betrayed me and it did not give me the up to date. And then I hit update and it still did not update. So, uh, the five seed right now in the playoffs. Is the five and three Cleveland Browns, I think, Pittsburgh Steelers? 
the whole division's tied and it, and it did not give me conference standings. <laughs> if you go to ESPN.com and you hit standings and then do playoffs, it will tell you who the five seeds. Oh, you should, she should have started with that. Well, I so thought you, you knew. I, Kyle Krabs. Well, usually playoffpredictors.com, you load it That's up. And never it, where I would great. go for this information. Standings. Because I like to be able to toggle it. I don't. Show so me you go standings is. and then playoff. Yeah. The five seeds of Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, so that's where he's at with that because those first four are in. So if that's going to be true, it's the Steelers that don't make it. So now we need two in the top eight. Who's who's six so, through eight? So another team? So another team. Yeah, can we find one more that doesn't make it? It's Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Cleveland, Cincinnati, Buffalo. That is six, seven, and eight? Yes. So two of those teams don't make it. Well, we know at least one won't. Well, th- this this AFC North is going to cannibalize itself enough where somebody's probably going to miss. But can it, it be Pittsburgh and? Yeah, I think it's perfectly reasonable for Cincinnati to, I don't want to say run the table, but get super stack high. Wins, yeah. Stack wins, finish with 12, 12 wins, potentially win that division. Baltimore's already at seven. There are two games, a game and a half in front of both Cleveland and Pittsburgh. They play each other. You got Buffalo a half a game behind. You got Houston a game behind. You got the Chargers a game behind. You have the Jets a game behind. I think it probably stops with the Chargers. Right. So the question is, do the Chargers, Texans, or Bills play hot enough to outpace by at least a game two of the AFC North teams the rest of the way? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a good take. I think they will, too. Yeah. Roar of the Lions would like to say that the Lions should be regarded as favorites for the number one seed in the NFC. They have the 30th ranked strength of schedule with the only hard game being at Dallas. Philly is a better team, but they still have to face Kansas City, Buffalo, the Niners, Dallas, and Seattle before their easier last three. San Francisco would need to run the table to be in the conversation, which includes the Philadelphia game. This might be a pretty good take here. Okay. So... Detroit has to play at Chargers this week, 4.05. At Dallas. Minnesota could be a scrappy team, maybe steal one. Divisional game. Twice in the final three weeks. Philadelphia has a game lead. If they lost, hypothetically, if Detroit lost one more game the rest of the way, Philadelphia would then need to drop two having already secured a head-to-head win against the Cowboys. I know they play the Chiefs. They play the 49ers. They play the Bills. Seattle. Mm. I think favorites might be an aggressive word, but they're certainly, like, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm thinking this is possible. Right. Make You could push for it. Yeah. Uh, we gotta... lay in, we'll, we'll have jinxed them and they'll lay an egg on Sunday now against the Chargers. Yeah, we got a ton of Bill Belichick stuff, so we'll encapsulate oh, it all in this one right here. Great. It's Lil Zor says right. Bill Belichick isn't getting Shula's record unless the Crafts hand him four or five more years. Credit where credit is due. He was a coach who used Tom Brady to the fullest potential, but since he left, the Pats have very quickly deteriorated into the one of the worst teams in the AFC. Any team that would be willing to hire him after he leaves New England would have to be desperate to take, take that chance on him and therefore not good enough to get him over Shula's line before he retires. You buy this like Mike that uh, Kraft wants Vrabel and Washington. Wait, wants what are you going to give? Texas. What are you going to give for Vrabel? Okay, so Peyton got a one. Right, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. 
Why would the Titans trade Mike Vrabel? I don't know. That's, that, that, that's a good question. Why, that's a why, good would question. They, why would they ever trade him? Because there would the compensation would be good enough for them to do it. Right, but, which in my opinion needs to be more than a one. Mike Vrabel's not Mike Vrabel's not a out of the game coach. He's not a 70-year-old at the end of the rainbow type coach. He got a lot of ball game left. So that you think that's the hang up here. It, okay, well, yes. it doesn't have to what, be that. What, how can you possibly Mike Vrabel's a top blank coach in the NFL? 10. Why are you going to trade that? Okay, so let's let's remove that dynamic because the question's okay. about Belichick and getting Shula's record. Yeah. We out on this? I think if he gets Shula's record, it won't be with the Patriots. Would there not there would be nothing weirder to me in the whole world than Bill Belichick head coaching another team? You know what my you know what my favorite well, he's already coached the Browns. Yeah, well, I know, but that was before the Patriots. Like he's been there for 75 years. You know what my favorite Don Shula versus Bill Belichick stat is? Um would love to hear it. Don Shula. Also coach multiple teams, never been fired. And Bill's been fired once, right? And and if he's that's your favorite it, stat? Yeah, because if he's gonna go get the record, it means he's gonna probably get fired from New England. And this guy's oh. hung around like a little leech yeah. just to get the record and now got fired twice from two separate teams. And Don Shula got his record and never got fired once. At the end of the day, isn't the record is a symbolization of the legacy, right? Right. The legacy's already ruined. Like we already, we have already made the the definition well, of of you can't 30, win without thirty Brady. years from now. What will the legacy of? Well, I'll do the, my best. Don, I'll do Don, my part, Kyle Krabs. Don Shula's final few years in Miami were not particularly graceful either. Before he retired, at least he retired. Well, it was suggested to him that perhaps he should retire. <laughs> All right, we got more fun stuff to get to, but this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year, it can be challenging for some people, and it's natural to have some sadness and or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything that is going on. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries, it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is you fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you a match with a licensed therapist. And then if you ever need to switch therapists at any time, you can do so for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. More takes, more takes, more, more takes. takes. Nate says, while football is the most dramatic and entertaining overall sport due to marketing, schedule structure, and the meaningfulness of each individual game, hockey is the most enthralling and fun individual product when exclusively consider considering the flow of an individual game. Postseason, probably. I had a lot of fun with postseason hockey last year. I've had a lot of fun with with I've watched all but one Sabres game to this point. I've enjoyed it. Um, there are things that I think that takes away. Like it's definitely fast paced. There's it's nonstop action. But how much of that is like legitimate scoring opportunities? Like 
the whole offsides things like it, it creates for some very clunky looking offensive possessions where you just like, okay, I have no choice, but to just to dump the puck in and hope that we can, we can get to dump, it. Dump right. chase. Right. Like, I don't know. Like and it, it, there's like a clumsiness to it that and, and it's mm-hmm. not, not because they're actually clumsy. It's just like that rule. It just probably makes it a little bit difficult. I'm not saying you abolish offsides, but like that takes away from it. Right. I think the penalties are insane, bro. If you commit a penalty, you got to play two minutes with one less player. Like that's insane to me. It's absolutely insane to me. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I'm not saying like there's, I'm, I don't have a solution for you, but like, how about, so- how about soccer? If you get a red card, you play the rest of the game without another insane, player. insane. <laughs> like, and, and so you now you're now you've taken a two minute stretch of the game where it's just one team trying to just ice the, to send the puck down like for the penalty kill. Like there are things within it to me that like, I get it is, it is nonstop, but there's like, there's some clunkiness within that, that, I don't know. I, I'm football is the love of my life. That's not a human being. I I, that, I can't get there. That's where I'm at. And, and yeah. I think there's appealing elements and chapters of other sports in their seasons, but football from start to finish, I think how many games does hockey play? 82, 82, right? And, and bro, they give you a point. If you lose in overtime, what? Right. Right. Congratulations on losing just not as soon as other teams. So here's a point and the points are critical for the playoffs. Like, can we get the win percentage? Can we just go four on four in overtime until somebody scores and not have a mini game to decide it? Like, I hate all that stuff. Moving on. Nicholas says the 2024 receiving class will be the best in over a decade, including the 2014 class. You high in this class of receivers, Kyle? Yeah, Harrison I actually I have my, my evals up. We did a wide receiver take for 2024 two weeks ago, I think. And we went over like 16 names. Like top and two I, round I, grades. I've done more, and I have more day two grades. <laughs> it's just... So we can have 25 players picked in the first 62 that are receivers? What are we doing here? I'll t- tell you who, who could really be a stud is Tez Walker from North Carolina. Old Tez? Yeah, he was freed from the NCAA and missed four games and then immediately was like, Oh, by the way, here I am. And he's, he's got the goods. We had a really interesting, you and I uh, wide receiver discussion about evaluation that maybe is a separate show. That's a show maybe. Um, but I think Tez checks the boxes that, that we alluded to as far as the style of the game today and, and what you need to, to be a high ceiling player, but also a high floor player. Michael has something I'm very passionate about right here. He says mountain standard time is the best time zone for enjoying sports. College football Saturday starts at 10 a.m. NFL starts at 11 a.m. Primetime NFL games start at 615. Other sports traveling to the East Coast start at 5 and 8 p.m. If traveling to the West Coast, European games are tough, but a small price to pay for a solid start time in nearly all other sporting events. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um Every time I've gone out to the West Coast, I've enjoyed my sports watching experience oh, on television more. It's incredible. The but East Coast is legitimately the worst place to watch. It's where 78% of the population lives. Right. And Eastern Standard Time, but we got to have the worst times for sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like here. Okay. I, I want to be sympathetic to people that work traditional jobs. And so that's why probably mountain time is better. But that pack time is 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 peak of life. Yes, I think that's a good. This is a pretty pretty solid take. The Your further west you go, the be, the further west you go, the better experience I've had watching. Could it. you imagine the NFL slate being over at eight thirty p.m. on a Sunday? 
Yeah. What do you, you what just, you're looking for something to do? Put your kids to bed, not miss an ounce of not miss a snap. What in the world? Like last night, my wife had some an evening commitment. I put my daughter to sleep after the first quarter. Of course, I fell asleep in the bed with her until the start of the fourth quarter. I woke up and watched the fourth quarter. Like that right. doesn't happen for people on the West Coast. So congratulations on the eight percent of the population that lives out there that gets to enjoy that. Uh, last one here from Mountain Pokes. An episode of Draft Dads should be done at a slow point next offseason where Joe and Kyle rank the best children's shows, toddler snacks, wow. okay. and best experiences yeah, I mean, so I mean. far as fathers combine their style of discussions and rankings of football with their fatherhood experiences. I'm in. <laughs> Set the date. What are we, uh, July 3rd? July 3rd, 2024? Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, the Draft Dads. Draft, draft Dads episode. We got takes. We got a lot of takes. Any other takes for this show? Um, I think we're good, man. We okay. hammered all of them. Well, there's a few left in the holster. A lot of you know redundancy, right? You know, so okay. yeah, don't want to do too too much. A lot of people thing. want to get into Bills and Dolphin stuff. That I'm like, yeah, I don't. We're not doing that. So we're just gonna play all the games and see what happens. We're gonna play all the I, games. I just hope everybody is fun. And Kyle and I have an entire show that every day that we put That's out right. about Bills and Dolphins. So like, not that we don't want to get into it from time to time on this one, right? Like, there's a fun dynamic that exists there. But like, do, do we want to discuss the Dolphins and and not being able to beat winning winning teams? We're going to discuss the Bills and potentially not making the playoffs. Like, all right, we know those are possibilities. So, right. Here's nothing is definitive until you've played all 17 games. We'll play them all and see what happens. Right. We we are midway through our sample size of anything. And I think the teams in question with the questions that were just alluded to, they're going to have ample opportunities to address. And there's probably some context as far as why those performances have happened the way that they have thus far. So you want to get the full body of work before you make any definitive declarations about those kinds of things. Let's go do it for us here on Locked On Bill Scott. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts right here. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football head. We'll be back again on Monday.